Hey everybody, welcome back to the Freedom Men's Podcast. We're so glad that you're here today. I'm Sterling here with Kyle. Kyle, you want to say anything? I'm ready to jump in. Ready to jump in. It's our November episode of 2022. Thanksgiving's right around the corner. It is, that's true. And Thanksgiving week, which means you may have at least a day or two of downtime and you got to figure out what you're going to do with that, whether it's Black Friday shopping. Do you like Black Friday shopping? No, I hate shopping. I know. Well, and I, one time we went to Macy's with our family, and I think they jacked up all of the prices, the normal retail prices, so that they could put the sale prices back to their normal cost, you know? So Black Friday shopping, it may be a scam. Who knows? Yeah, but, you know, we're talking about Thanksgiving here, and I think it's really cool the topic that you're about to yes. release. Because this topic really revolves around Thanksgiving. Yes. Time with friends, family you haven't seen in a while, and you get to do a lot of activities together that maybe normally you don't get to do. Yeah, some hobbies, some time off. You get to do some things that maybe you enjoy instead of all the normal routine of work. So today we are talking about hobbies. Hobbies, hobbies, hobbies. And it is an important topic because we have some different focuses that we want to emphasize today. Uh, Things that we feel like it's a good question to answer. Uh, And sometimes we may not even realize that we're, we're needing this change, but we need something to change in our life to bring in some purpose and focus with our down. Time. Yeah. And so I know you're a guy that has a lot of hobbies. Why don't you kind of open us up today? Man, I love hobbies. I love playing. Um, I've said it before from the pulpit and got a little weird reaction. I, I love pleasure. Um, I love doing things that create this like euphoric feeling inside of me, whether it's jumping off the side of a cliff, whether it's water skiing, whether it's playing golf, whether it's hiking, uh, crazy spots. I I love those pleasure moments in my life, and I've always adopted this kind of mentality, work hard and also play hard. Yep. And I think that's where a lot of guys are at. We are really only about three days away from being a seventh grade middle schooler <laughs> and loving, and you still see it in culture, the video games, the play mentality, you, you have the man cave, all of these things that really look into a man's life that talk about hobby, 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 hobby. Yeah, and there are a lot of different ways that you can invest your time into different things. We, we did a little research yes. uh, about hobbies, and, and, and it, it just simply says, and this isn't uh, groundbreaking to anyone, but uh, shows that people with hobbies are less likely to suffer from stress, low mood, and depression, as long as what? The hobbies don't stress you out. I know guys that they're in a hobby and they get so frustrated, they come back home and they're so, <laughs> and I know this by example sometimes, they're, they're in a worse mood. And I'm like, dude, pick another hobby. If this is not going to relax you and give you the pleasure that, it, that you need, then, then switch. Yeah. If it's just gotten to the point where you're too competitive, you want to be world-class and you're not going to be able to do that with the time that you have. Yep. And um, the research also shows that hobbies that make you more active, you leave feeling happier and more relaxed. And then when you take that hobby, maybe you're doing it by yourself, you put it in a team, in a group of people, then that will improve your communication and your relationships with others. And most men need better communication skills. Yeah. You know, we're known on television as the grunters. You know, we grunt this, grunt that. We don't know how to use our words, (laughs) you know, things like that. And so being in a group of people doing your hobby, it makes you a better communicator and it builds relationships. Another thing that men are also weak at. Yes. And so what are some of the team examples? Oh, we, you and I, we made a list. I mean, your hobby can be for a lot of people running, biking, hiking, playing an instrument, Mm -hmm. golfing, softball. 
You're looking at like gun range. I know people that go and skeet shoot or they just go and shoot at a target. Yeah. Uh, reading, writing, yard work, even working out and being physically fit, video games, photography, shopping. Yeah. Yeah, shopping for men too can do that now. It's uh, online is easier than ever. Absolutely, yeah. and you you made a list as well. And yeah, some things. Yeah, well, those are. I mean, there, there's I think some core ones that a lot of people have and are you know active in, and then there's some that are just kind of more on the fringe. But I think you hit some of the major ones uh, for kind of our maybe even solo and team examples, and and then we we had some for team that was all those things, but doing them in group, and then things like a, adult sport leagues. Um, you know, there's a lot of soccer leagues, uh, and, and and some. So I know some guys that play baseball and softball with groups, uh, clubs, and sports watching. Even yep. when we watch, we kind of can do that with our friends or play fantasy football, and that can be a hobby. You know, where you you give a lot of time and energy devoted to figuring these things out. So, with these uh, different hobbies and things that we do, uh, we want to talk about having kind of a purpose with them. And recognizing that it's easy to, to want to do something uh, and invest a lot of time into that, but we need to make sure that it's hitting some of the targets that we need as far as Christian men, because we're realistic. We, we love to do different things, but we also know there's a, a higher calling, a, a purpose in, with our lives. Um, and, and so we, we just wanted to throw in Ecclesiastes 9, uh, verse 10, and it says, Whatever you do, do well, for when you go to the grave, there will be no work or planning or knowledge or wisdom. And uh, this can be taken in a lot of different ways, but we, we wanted to kind of just recognize that when you're doing these things, you want to you do it well. You also want to recognize that there is kind of an end. There's a lot of other references in Ecclesiastes that talk about uh, there's a time for different things. And also it, one of my favorite verses in Ecclesiastes says, uh, it's better to go to a funeral than a party. Yep. That's a strange one, but my father, you know, kind of instilled that in me that going to a funeral gives you perspective about your life and makes sure that you're focused on the right things. And I think we can really get out of focus when we start separating our time uh, and investment from a purpose. So we have three different types of hobbies. Yeah, we, and, and I want to back up there just for a second. And you're moving really good today, Sterling. But I, 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 at the end of my life, um, I want to make sure that I worked really hard. Yeah. But I also want to make sure that I played really hard as well. Yeah. Because like it says, when you go to the grave, there's no work, no plan, no knowledge, no wisdom. Uh, I, I, I want to have fun. We have these hobbies that can be done solo, but can also be done in big groups. Yeah. And you got to make sure you do both in balance. Yes. And when I was young, I didn't like the word balance because I wanted extreme. <laughs> I wanted extreme, right? Extreme one way or extreme the other way. But as I get older, I realize that balance is a very good word. Mm. It's a very healthy word. And I think the big picture, what we're talking about today with hobbies, is that hobbies are good and every man needs them. Yeah. But it's got to be done in balance. Yeah. Do you think a lot of guys have that balance? You know, just I know this is almost a judgmental question, but you work with a lot of guys. You work with a lot of men. Do you see that we just kind of naturally are balanced or does it take a lot of effort and a lot of thought and intentionality? I think it's I th I think it's the middle. I think either guys are far extreme or they are far away from it. Mm. And I know I didn't say that good, but you can go back and cut this. <laughs> but I, I think we've got to work at the middle because I see a lot of guys that's all their time and attention goes to, yeah. whether it's hunting, whether it's fishing. We didn't even name those hunting, fishing, any of those things that require trips and days away from your family. Yeah. 
Or it's the opposite. People are workaholics and they're just working, 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 and they never go to that. And I think that's why this podcast is so important that we can find a balance. Yeah. This is a, ma- a major topic for us. And so in that, I think what you were leading to was that there are three different focuses for our hobbies that number one, you and I have talked about, we need something that is fun and that we connect with other men. We need something that is fun and we connect with our family in that hobby. And then lastly, there's something to recharge in that hobby and connect with God. So that's really by ourselves, with other people, and then we got to make sure we include our family. Yeah, and, and I think that it's really strange to even say we need a hobby to include our family because we don't think of family time as a hobby. But that's kind of the point. That's what we wanted to emphasize some. And I think the key is, is you said it, and you say this a lot, and I've picked this up from you, is shared activity. Shared activity. Because I think when we think of hobbies, we think of like woodworking. Yes. We think of like building model cars. We think of football and baseball and all these physical activities. And we know there's a world right now of teenagers growing up that don't know how to play football, that don't know how to swing a baseball bat, that may not be interested in those model cars. Yeah. But a shared activity could be a family getting together and watching Star Trek. And they watch every Star Trek movie or all of the Marvel or yes. all the DC comics. Yes. And they, the shared activity is going to the movies together and following these paths that are set there. So when we talk about hobby today, it's not just model cars no. and race cars. Yes. It's shared activities. Yeah, it's, it's different than what maybe is, is expected or, or normally talked about in these ways. Yes. Um, I'll just ask one question before we jump into the three types. Um, this is kind of a loaded question, but I, I think that it's important that we set a foundation with this. Uh, how do you think most men would feel if Jesus asked to join them in their hobby time, quote unquote? Uh, what if he joined those moments that maybe those men are interacting with some of their other friends during that time? What if, what if he joined them? How do you think most men would feel? Well, that's a great question. Uh, it depends on hobby, right? It depends on if your hobby is pulling you away because we know a lot of hobbies pull people into positions maybe they shouldn't be in. Yeah. And so hopefully then your hobby is God honoring. And that is a great reset for all of us to look and say, does my hobby honor Jesus? Are the things we're doing, the things we're talking about, the places we're going, does that honor Jesus? Yeah. Would, would Jesus even walk into this restaurant? Right. Would he walk into this place of, you know, establishment, whatever it is, whether it's poker or cards yes. or even gambling. Yes. You know, a lot of people go and they gamble and, you know, that's between them and the Lord on those type things. But is Jesus honored in the middle of this? Yeah. And then in that, I think it's really important to see, is my conversation there? Yeah. Uh, I'll just give a perfect example. I love to play golf and I love to go play golf by myself. And here's why. I meet three people I've never met before. And is my words reflective of a pastor or of a regular citizen? Right. Right. And then in that, throughout that conversation, if I hear that maybe their aunt has cancer or maybe they're having a marriage problem, am I just so focused on my golf game or am I also focused on helping them? Yeah. And that's where I think Jesus shows up. I think sometimes he's screaming at me, even though I just bogeyed the hole. Hey, Kyle, it's more than the bogey. I put you here to make a conversation and an investment into someone else. Yeah, uh, there's we we can't help but get into a lot of this. But let's let's. Uh, this is incredible, and I think that it's important to kind of recognize some of this as we maybe even refocus our downtime as men. Uh, and I know I need this too. You know, refocusing always. Uh, but let's talk about this first one. It's kind of this hobby to have fun 
but also connect with other men. Having yes. something that allows you to kind of have relationships with other men. Uh, and you you talked earlier about competition, and we we as men want com- competitiveness. We have that within us, that drive. Uh, maybe talk about some of that competition and camaraderie. Yeah, I've said this a lot. We as men, we need something to compete in, or else we're going to get in trouble. Um, we're going to find another avenue, another place to do that. And for me, it's looking forward to something at the end of the day. Whether it's you have a boat and you just look, you work hard all week, you put in that sixty hours at the end of the week. You know, you're going out on the boat on Saturday afternoon. Yeah. That is there. You're competing to make sure that boat is clean and it's running well. Whether it's golf, whether it's bowling, it's that adult soccer league, whatever you have. I think at the end of the day, we need something that pulls us out of the mundane of work and we look forward to. Yeah. Man, I cannot wait till Friday night when I can go do this shared activity or this hobby. Go to the movies, whatever that is. I think that needs to be there Uh, because when when we have that competition and camaraderie, it also brings us closer to other men and we all need that relationship in our lives. And we as men, we typically don't like sitting at a Starbucks and looking at across the table. Hey, how are your feelings? How are your emotions? We do life side by side. Right. And we've shoulder talked that, about that before here. Yeah. So this competition pulls us out to go hiking, do a hunting, to go fishing. And through the shared activity, we do life together. And then when it came to really spending life and doing life with other people, especially other men within our downtime. You talked about investing. You talked about the golf course and caring about those guys. We wanted to really emphasize a scripture that that has meant a lot to me as well in, in my life, but it's Proverbs 3, 27, and it says, do not withhold good from those who deserve it when it is within your power to help them. There's not a lot of moments that we get to help people in our routine. If you are so comfortable with your routine that if something intervenes or interrupts your routine and you get frustrated with them, uh, then you're you're not thinking about encouraging, helping, serving, empowering people, lifting them up, uh, being really what Jesus modeled and, and asked us to do in John 13, like you even preached about a few weeks ago, uh, with, if you love me, the world will know that you love each other mm-hmm. by caring for each other and being my disciples. They will know um, and so when you're withholding good at the golf course, when you're not caring about them and you're just doing your thing and you want your routine and you want your competitive nature to be primary, then you're missing out on doing good even in those moments with those people yeah. because you can't do that all the time at work. And those are some prime time moments to care about other guys. Um, and I know it's strange. And sometimes you think this is my time. But that's what we're talking about. This is a specific moment of your life, or maybe it's separate from your alone time, which we'll talk about in just a moment. But this is time with other guys to connect with them, to encourage them, to lift them up, to to get to know what's going on in their life. How's your family? How you know the the five Fs? You got family, faith, finances, fun, and friends. Yep. Um, what what's going on with these things? And so I think that scripture is important. So then it makes us feel really important and invested in. You keep using that word. Yeah. When through our hobbies, someone invested us, whether it's an uncle that took us hunting. I remember as a young kid, Christmas time and Thanksgiving, we're entering those seasons. Everybody's eating the turkey and the dressing. And all of a sudden, Uncle Bobby comes up and says, hey, get in the truck. And we go down to a hunting blind and teaches you how to hunt and shoot a gun, right? It's that investment into others. And it makes us feel really special, doesn't it? Yeah, it changes a lot. I mean, when someone's invested in your life, it, how in those moments has it changed you? 
because you've noticed that they're not just doing life like normal routine. They're taking that time and separately investing in you. Yeah, I think the biggest investment for me through a hobby would be my father-in-law. It's the greatest story. I knew that if I was going to get close to my father-in-law, who is a big hero in my eyes, he was my pastor. Uh, he was this man of God that was almost untouchable. Mm. He loved golf so much. And at this age of my life, 19, 20 years old, I'd never really picked up a golf club. But I knew if I was going to get close to him, I needed to spend some time with a shared activity like you talk about, playing golf. And through that, I got really close to my father-in-law. If I would have never picked up a golf club, my relationship with him may not have been as close as it is right now. Yeah. Does that make sense? And I've also seen it the other side to where like a son-in-law and a father-in-law, the son-in-law doesn't embrace that shared activity, that hobby, and there is no relationship. And I just want to scream at that son-in-law, man, go play cards, go work on a car, mm -hmm. do something to get the connection. Because often it's not about what you do. It's about who you're with. And sometimes we got to lower what we do, whether it's disc golf or whatever, to go be with that person. That's good. That makes sense? That's so good. Yeah. yeah. And it's, but it's hard to do that because we're naturally, I think, more selfish. And that's not the end of the world. That's not such a bad thing. Sometimes we do need that recharge time. But this is specifically a reminder of we do need to set aside time instead of investing in our own hobby only. Yep. Maybe that hobby needs to be widened some where you're investing in other people or you're spending time with other people and being poured into. And maybe you need to remind them, hey, this is my time with you so I can get to know you. I mean, if it's your father-in-law, I'm thinking yeah. of if it's my father-in-law or if it's you, my executive pastor, but also one of my spiritual mentors and, 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 and friends in a lot of ways, but definitely that separation between boss and employee. And I think a lot of guys do struggle with that yep. um, because you do want you know some camaraderie, but there is a separation and going and saying, hey, this is my time to really hear from you, get to know your thoughts and your experience. You know, what, what have you experienced with these types of things and really learn? From because them? sometimes you see a different side of the person out of the office yes. or out of the family dinner or out of the house where some of the ladies are at and the kids are at. So you go out and go hunting, you go out and go fishing, you yes. go out and get on a bike ride. You get a different side of that person, which is mostly a deeper investment. Yeah. You and I, we've done a couple of funerals lately. And you've kind of seen at every funeral, right? There, there's the things. They were a great man of God. They went to church and they loved blank, whatever that is. Cars, airplanes, hiking, fishing, what, electronics, yes. whatever that is. Movies. Um, you and I have seen lately to where the person that was deceased, they enjoyed this hobby, but it wasn't passed on to their kids you're like, man, what a shame. And you just stop to think, was it the, the older person that didn't invest it? Or is it the younger that didn't pick it up? Yeah. And probably there's a middle ground. I'm sure. But the, the people that are not picking it up usually don't because you've given them a reason not to try, not to continue pushing into you because you, you've already made your decision. This is your thing. You want to do this or they're not smart enough to join you or they're not talented enough to join you and you're not going to be able to be patient with them. And I think that's what's so important about the funeral is it's an end perspective. We're not invincible. Our life isn't going to go on forever. We need to reevaluate. We need to reassess. It's better to go to a funeral than a party. Yep. And usually the hobby is mentioned at these funerals. Yeah, like you said. And you can just tell the, the family sometimes will we'll go. And, and this is not a, a judgment thing. This is for my own you know understanding and, and care for the people around me and my family. They, they usually say... Uh, 
that was his thing, and he did such a great job at it. Uh, but you could tell that was that was something he just devoted a lot of time to. And they don't have a lot to say about it. It's yeah. just dad was always in the barn or the garage. He was doing this. Um, when the really healthy relationships, it's dad changed my life through all these conversations. And I'm a better person because of them. Because at the end of the day, hobbies, sports, whatever that is, it really is just a ball. Yeah. It really is just a mechanical piece that fits inside of a car. But we know that in doing those tasks, we learn listening. We learn how to ask questions. We learn how to care for each other and stuff. Yeah. We also learn to encourage, to prioritize relationships, and to be around other people. Yeah. Discipline, hard work, all of this is taught through what? Our hobbies. Yeah, which we don't think of. No. That's not like a normal uh, you know, conversation or topic that we, we discuss with people is our hobbies are such an investment opportunity that we're just missing. Um, and that's why, man, I think we're both so passionate about it, this. We kind of, and that's what we're trying to tell men today. <laughs> get a hobby. We're not telling you to stay away from them. Get a hobby because these hobbies are going to open up doors to all of these things in your life and make you a better person. Yeah. And that's why I'm so strong about sports and hobbies because of that very thing. Yeah. So we, we've kind of bled two into one on accident, but connecting with other men, we talked a lot about investing in your family with the funeral. Um, but I, I, we just want to mention one thing that I think is really crucial with number two, having a hobby uh, that's fun and connecting with your family yeah. too. If you as a man do not have any kind of shared activity with your spouse, you will feel distant from them yeah. uh, over time. It just, it's how that happens. And they will feel distant from you in a different way because you're not able to talk to them and listen to them as your, as your spouse. So finding, even if it's just going on walks, if it's doing something new that you look foolish doing, swallow your pride and go put on some rollerblades and fall down a few times like I have the past month. My wife has not laughed harder and had more fun than when I put on rollerblades and she took a video of me pushing a stroller and falling down and almost knocking the whole stroller over because I don't know how to rollerblade. Wait, you guys have started rollerblading again? Yes, and it's really embarrassing, but I'm terrible at it, I don't know why, but she never has had more fun than when we go rollerblade and she can make fun of me almost. Not not because she's rude, but because it's, 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 it's fun, I'm kind of lowering myself and I feel that love because she's doing this with me. Uh, she won't sit there and watch stand-up comedy with me, and I understand that, but I love stand-up comedy. She's not gonna do that shared activity, but when she does, on the off time that she does, do you know how much that means to me? Yes. That you don't even enjoy this, but you'll sit down and try to laugh with me. That means a lot. And so I'm just saying, you may not have a lot of common ground, but that shared activity, what are some obstacles you think get in the way of people doing this? Well, I think it's stages of life. It's seasons of life. I think when you're young, married, you don't have kids, it's easier to do those things. Yeah. Kids come into the equation and you're chasing kids. You're going to soccer practice and baseball practice and doing all these things with your kids. I think in that ground, you can lose the shared activity with your wife or spouse really, really easy. easily. Then you've got to pick it back up once the kids start moving out, they start driving, you become empty nester. You better find that shared activity again, that hobby. And for most of us guys, a lot of the things we do is like extreme. So uh, Pastor Kendall and I just went recently and hiked Grand Canyon. Yeah. My wife is not going to walk 21 miles in one day and walk Grand Canyon. But that's an extreme side. Also extreme side is her watching the Hallmark Channel. <laughs> To me, that's like her walking the 21 miles in Grand Canyon. I am not watching no, the Hallmark Channel. No. But you know what I might do? I might sit there and watch The Voice with her. Yeah. That's an in-between. That's a balance. We'll get in the yard and we'll work on the yard together. We'll go on the walks together. So even though there's the extreme of what she wants to do and I want to do, 
we still have to find the middle to find shared experience or our marriage will suffer. Yeah, it does. And that's that I think that's a big obstacle. You're right. The seasons of life, stages of life, and we can't let we can't we just can't let our marriages suffer like no. that because we we're not investing any effort into finding that middle ground. And I love that you say that about the voice and the sh- in the the Hallmark show uh because I think that that's that is so important to find that middle ground, not just say uh, you know, I'm not going to do any of that because you are not watching what I want to watch and just throw the whole thing out, but give it some, you know, investments, problem solve. Men are problem solvers. And a lot of, I bet you're probably the smartest person on your team at your work. And yet you come home and you can't problem solve with your wife, yes. you know, and not to, not to criticize, but there's the reality of that. You know, we, we take care of business, take care of it with your, your spouse. And what we have to do as men in the middle of these hobbies is be self-aware. Yeah. And sometimes we're not. Uh, one time, this is a quick, funny story. No, go for it. My, my, uh, I had a friend that was a pastor in South Texas. He invited me to go hunting. And now, watch this. I've never asked my wife to go golfing one time. <laughs> I just go golfing. Why? Because I keep it in balance. She knows I'm not going to go five days a week. She knows I'm going to still come home and take care of the house and do the things I need to do as a father and a provider of my house. I'm not going to let golf get out of control. But when I told her that I was going to go hunting, she flared up on me. What? You're going hunting? I was like, what, what's the problem? She said, you can't have two big hobbies like this. She said, I know what hunting can do. It'll pull you away for three to four days at a time. You already spend enough time golfing. How are you also going to start going hunting? And for me, that was a pullback of like self-aware of like, whoa. But she's watching. Yeah. And she saw that potentially this could be a problem. Well, I told her and I eased her, listen, this is not going to become as big as golf for me. This is a one-time thing. I'm going down with a friend, shared experience, and it's over. And through time, I've proven to her that in the last 10 years, you know how many times I've been hunting? Like five times. Yeah. You know how many times I've been golfing? 500 times, right. right? And so she was just making sure that it wasn't going to go overboard. And as men, we've got to make sure and be self-aware, my yeah. whole point that we don't go overboard. Yes, that you are balancing these three types with other men, the teams, team sports, the competitive nature, the time with family for shared activity, especially with your spouse, but also like we mentioned, with the investment of your kids and bringing them on board, caring for them, empowering them. But then you, we need this last one, uh, time away personally. And I think this is where most men land. Something that's beneficial to recharge is important. And you get to connect with the Lord, right? So yes. what, what, what are some of your thoughts on this? Oh, it's 100%. I need a hobby that is away from my wife and away from my kids, 100%. You say, well, that's, no, it, it's the most healthy thing I could do because like you said, you come back recharged. For me, it's the bicycle. I've gotten some of my greatest sermons from the bicycle. Mm. An hour, hour and a half, just me pumping those legs, letting those lungs expand and retract, Right. But in that moment, what am I doing? I'm connecting with God by myself, but not really. I'm with God. And so he's speaking to me. He's downloading. I'm able to kind of think and resharpen my own life. Man, I talked to my daughter in a way I shouldn't have talked to her. Man, I responded to my son in a way I shouldn't have. And I come back usually from every bike ride. And you, you replace bike ride with hunting trip, time on the lake fishing, out alone in your boat, out in the garage, tinkering in the garage, all of those things. You replace that time with that and you're self-aware like we talked about, you'll come back a better man. Yeah, that is, that's absolutely the case. If you're intentional about it, if you are trying to think about what you should change or what you're, you know, really messing up even, um, 
But yes, no, I definitely agree. I, I definitely agree. Psalm 1611 says, you make known to me the path of life in your presence, in your presence, yep. Lord. There is fullness of joy, and at your right hands are pleasures. There's that word pleasure again. We didn't plan that. No. I didn't, at least. Maybe you knew. But at your right hand are pleasures forevermore. We need that time. Yeah. I mean, nothing in this world is going to really fill us with wholeness and joy and the pleasure, truly, of knowing that we are fulfilled, that we're living the best that we can for a purpose that's bigger than ourselves and eternal. Um, and so I think having this time with the Lord is, is so crucial. With Let it. me say this for me personally. If I just work, 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 I will get in trouble. I will do something stupid. I will, and I'm not talking about going out and committing a crime. Right. I'm talking about in my own self, I will be angry and yell at my wife. I will be a worse dad. I have to have time away. And I think what we're saying to a lot of men today is to kind of recap, you got to have this hobby. You got to share it with friends. You got to also invest it in your family and you got to have time alone. And I think that's the biggest thing. And I don't know right now, I just feel in my spirit. There's a man listening to this podcast right now. You've been working, 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 trying to justify and become and make that money and do all the things that the world is telling you to do. And I'm just telling you, Sterling's telling you today to take a break, go on a two day retreat, go spend a day and go on a hike. Go do something that breaks away from that because just taking one day, two days off, this is why the Lord gave us a Sabbath. You then recharge and come back better. Yeah. And don't you want to be better? Yeah. Yeah, we all want to be better. At everything. And I think we're better when we can find something in our lives that's a hobby. That's good. Well, I was on a missions trip to Mexico with a great missionary. His name is Mike Powell. Mike in front of all of these pastors. They were asking him all these questions, all this stuff. You know what he told me? And this is a great ending. He said, you guys want to be great pastors? Then find a hobby. You know what his hobby was? We haven't even mentioned it. He did taxidermy. Oh, no. He would go <laughs> literally and find roadkill that was fresh on the side of the road, take it, and stuff it. I have so many questions. Whether it was a skunk, whether it was maybe, a, if he was lucky, a bobcat. He said, find a hobby. And that was his biggest advice. It wasn't to pray more. It wasn't to study more. He knew we were already going to do that. But beyond what we already know, find a hobby yeah. to recharge and put your mind towards. It's good. And you'll actually be a better pastor. That's awesome. That's so good. I, I'm, I, I'm glad that we were able to talk about this today. Um, I'm thankful that we, we have this ability and this, this time. And really, I'm grateful for the people that listen, uh, the men that really are willing to change and uh, be investing in the people around them. So I'll pray and uh, we'll end. Lord, I thank you so much for this time. And I thank you for the, the guy that's listening right now. I thank you for his life, his uh, his abilities, his uh, problem solving. But God, I just pray that you give him uh, the the moment and the the evaluation to rest, that he can think about his life and uh, and plan in rest and time to connect with family and friends and you. Let it be with you as well. And so, God, I just pray that you continue to lead and guide each one of us. And we thank you for uh, really your direction and wisdom in our lives. Continue to do all these great things, and we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And amen. Hey, thank you guys for listening and being a part. We are so glad to have you be a part of our Freedom family. You can go online and find more resources in this email and podcast, and we love to connect with you further. Hey, but thank you so much for being a part. We will see you guys next time.